Y'all, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome y'all to another episode of the Fun Market Protocol. We're here. Yo, we're, we're, it's not a road, road Warriors episode, but we're actually kind of on the road. We, um, we're out in Cali um, at the All Things Comedy Network Studios. This is amazing, man. And uh, you know what, what I forgot? I ain't never done it live like this, son. I'm, I'm in a good space right now. So bring the music in right now, son. Ah, look at that. I did it. This is awesome. Because we do it from the living room. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yo, so, um, you know, what's been going going on, man? Uh, you know, as always, you know, make sure you uh, check us out on allthingscomedy.com. And also check out some of our, our uh, mates that are on All Things Comedy. Uh, we got my man Dean Del Rey's, uh, uh, the, the, what? damn, I just, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The, uh, Let There Be Talk. Uh, we got the champs, my man, uh, Neil, Neil Brennan's joint, uh, Neil Moshe's uh, joint, uh, the champs. Uh, uh, I just did, y'all can check out my girl, Kira Saltanovich, uh, uh, her podcast, the Kira Saltanovich show. Um, and I also did the long shots with my man, Sean and, uh, and Jamie Flam. And, uh, yo, just um, go in there. We got a gang of shows on All Things Comedy, a gang of cats that, that got something funny to say. Of course, my boys, uh, Ryan Sickler uh, with his uh, The Crab the crab Fest. And, uh, and yo, of course, and this is why I saved it, saved it, you know, not the best for last, but just my homie, my homie Ace, Ace in the place, uh, my man Ian Edwards. You can check out the Soccer Comic Rant. And, you know, we're out here in L.A., so why not? Have my man Ian on the show right now. I got my man Ian Edwards. Ian, what's poppin', son? Uh, first of all, you sound like a professional DJ. So that's <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to like a radio show back in New York in the morning. Des, I was trying to give you some of that New York flavor, son. It's hilarious. It's early morning. And what do you mean, not the best for last? Huh? This is the best huh? for last. <laughs> well, no, I just, no, so that no one else feel that they all they uh, all are equal. You gotta feel feel make them feel that way so they can step up their game. Boom. Okay. Okay. Hey, so it we, is the best. We saved the second best for last is, after the for is, the no, no, protocol. No, no, it's the best. <laughs> Soccer podcast Boom. on the all things comedy. Boom. Good, good, good it's answer. The only one. It's the best and only <laughs> soccer. And, and so just give, give I us. dare somebody to challenge me <laughs> on that point. <laughs> now, what, uh, you know, for the people that are listening, give us a rundown on, on what your uh, your show is about because you're passionate about it. I actually is one. I, I download, I have an automatic download mm -hmm. um, and subscription to about eight podcasts, uh -huh. and yours is one of them. Oh, that's dope. You listen to it? Yes, I do. Oh, for real? On occasion. On occasion? I ain't go, cool. You know what I do? I usually, when I know I'm gonna be uh, on the road, like like I just did these mm -hmm. cruise gigs. So when I'm on the road, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, now I can catch you up. You get on what we're talking jokes. about on there. Huh? To an extent, I just, I, I honestly, I like listening because I don't feel alone. <laughs> I like hearing my friends. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, what, at least I feel like I'm there with them. Oh, cool, cool. And, and you know, it's funny because they they. Uh, on the uh, on the cruise ships, mm -hmm. soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, is playing all the time. Right. So at least you can get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, there. yeah, it's, yeah. It's and I, I'm, I'm aware of enough of uh, the 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 teams. You know what I mean? Right. Like I've had enough people because I I I like wearing. You know, I like wearing the uh, soccer the Adidas shirt. soccer jerseys and uh, and warm ups. And so it, it's not unlike someone to come up to me in an airport and like, ah, you're Chelsea? I'm like, man, it just goes with my shoes. <laughs> I, I can give a damn about Chelsea. Chelsea. goes with my shoes. Right, right, <laughs> you know? Um, so go ahead. What's, what's, uh, what's your show about? Uh, basically, you know, we go on, me and my uh, podcast partner, mm -hmm. Martin Harris, uh, we go on 
on Sunday after the Premiership is played and most of the league games are over in Europe. And we give a rundown on the Premiership. And plus, we have a rivalry going because he's a Spurs fan and I'm a Man U fan. So oh, we, okay. we shit on each other and go right. back and forth. And right. we just speculate like from week to week uh, how we feel the season is going to go and how it's going. And we just have fun doing it. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And now, was he Informative, always... yeah. Was he always your, your partner? He, it no, used to just some, be you. you no, with no, someone. I, I used to have Jason Galerna and Francisco Ramos. Okay. And then it was just me. Right, because I, re- I remember, I, I think I started peeping it when it was just you solo. Yeah, that must have sounded crazy. It's just me just <laughs> trying to just trying to not sound like I'm reading. Right. <laughs> a bunch of shit that I had to write. And right, 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 together. right. Right. And then uh, now I got Martin, so that helps a lot to bounce your thoughts off yeah. somebody. Well, yeah. you have that Who's contrasting, uh, yeah. yeah, contrasting uh, um, opinions, man. So, so there was probably, hey, man, I want y'all to know, like, like, just to to give a rundown. Ian's probably one of my uh my closest friends in comedy. I've known this dude, but but let me give you a hold up. Don't this really was funny. This <laughs> Here's was funny. I met Ian. In, don't say the year. Don't <laughs> say the year. You know, it's funny. Comics don't like talking about the years or whatnot. I remember no. I, I posted something with uh, me and Donnell Rawlings. I was like, I've known this dude for X amount of time. And he hit me up. He was like, yo, young and yo, stop talking. We, we live in the MTV ADD generation. Stop telling people how long you yeah, know he's on, him. He's on MTV. Right, right, right. So I was like, okay, I feel you. I got <laughs> I got your feelings, son. Um, but I knew Ian. I met Ian. I was doing a show in, in, in uh at my college at uh, Rochester Institute of Technology, right? Well, you were doing the show? Uh, well, here, yeah, hold up. Mm. The show it was okay. So this is after you Dean all was did. In college. I was in college, but I had, I had been a comic for about a year, right? Uh, it was I think Talent who was on the show. You it was Will. Ian Edwards, Talent, Will, probably Artie. Um, Artie wasn't on there because I didn't meet Artie for okay. a couple of years later. Uh, I almost want to say Zoo Man. Oh, uh, not Zoo Man. Uh, remember uh, Zoo from Jersey? Nah. Ah, damn. He kind of sounds familiar. He had uh, so many people, man. Yeah, but um, uh, Gerald Kelly, Barbara Carlisle. Oh, sure. It was one of those shows where it was like a gang of cats right. on the show, right? And I, they, since I was, I was, I went to the school. They were like, all right, well, we'll we're gonna let Dean host, right? Mm-hmm. So. I'm just excited because I've seen a couple of y'all on. T- I think y'all had just shot Def Comedy Jam. Y'all, yours hasn't aired yet. Um, most of y'all hadn't aired yet. I think Talent was the only one that might have aired oh, thus yeah. far, or maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm a uh, maybe I'm mistaken. But I remember Gerald was Gerald was Gerald because <laughs> Gerald Gerald Kelly was Gerald, and he was like, "Man, we gotta get this right. I, I got stand ovation on uh on Def Comedy Jam, you know." And I remember Barbara Carly- Carlisle saying. Ah, this, uh, Gerald Kelly needs to go sit his ass down in the corner, <laughs> and um, and so the show starts. It's, it's a packed house. Mm-hmm. I'm not a host. I still at this point, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm out of New York City. Funny, like I always feel like, and you probably agree. Anytime, like when somebody says, "Yeah, you know, I just moved to New York or, or moved to L.A." Oh, uh, you're like, well, how long you been been a comedian, man? I've been doing this for five years. Five years outside of New York or L.A. is really two years. You know what I mean? Right. And so I'm still green. I definitely don't know how to keep a show moving the way y'all are used to a show going. So I bring up like the first. I bring up the first one or two mm. comics, uh-huh. and then these cats Shanghai the show. Yo, I remember Talent pulls me to the side. He's like, "Yo, my man. So, um, so what we gonna do? You're gonna go up one more time, 
and then I'm going to go, you bring me up, mm-hmm. and then I'll just continue to show, and I'll bring the rest of them up. And in retrospect, after the fact, mm-hmm. it did make sense because they knew each other, they had a rapport with each other, and, and I was you just happy. To, and I probably, I, <laughs> I was probably, in. yeah, I probably. And I, that year don't even count because you were out of out upstate. <laughs> and <laughs> but, I was but getting laughs. But I don't re- even remember right. you doing bad. Right. No, I, and I didn't. I, I was getting laughs. But I, thought, I, I thought, I didn't, I don't need to be honest. I, don't, I remember talking to you, but I don't remember you being on the show. I thought That's you just hilarious. Came up to us afterwards. Yeah, no, I yeah. was on that But Joyce, the, my memory's just bad. So but, it's not even. Dissing you. I just oh, no, 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 no. I just I don't remember. That way. I remember talking to you and I said something to you, but I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't remember you were on the show, but I remember you. That's yeah, funny. that's 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 funny. So, uh, yeah, that years later, uh, you know, after he and I got cool, he was like, man, we 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 were like, <laughs> we were like, yeah, why are you on the show? <laughs> Let's keep it going, you know. And like I said, as I as I matured as as a comedian, I was like, yeah, you know, that probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have been on because I've been in that situation now where I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, we'll just bring well, not, bring Harris new, up. New host is ruining the show. Right, right. You're like, you know, bring bring my boy up, mm-hmm. and, and then let him run the show because he knows my intro mm-hmm. um, a little bit. And now, when did you when did you start? In my twenties, it started in your twenties. Yeah, and what you're now you're you're originally from you you share that with my wife. You're both Jamaican and from England. You're originally right. from. Were were you born in Jamaica or you born in England? I was born in England. Lived okay. there till I was nine. Then we moved to Jamaica. Okay, stayed there till I was like seventeen. Then moved to New York. Now is that normal? Like I'll say normal, but usually people immigrate from Jamaica to England and then maybe England to Brooklyn or, or... Yeah, my parents did that. My okay. My parents immigrated from Jamaica to England. Okay. Right. And then they we went back to England after they had us. Back to Jamaica. Back to Jamaica. Now, yeah. what made them... Did they, they Were they like, we, we want them to really know what it's like to be a Jamaican, you know? Maybe that, or maybe they thought they had... I always say they thought they had enough money to live there for the rest of their life in comfort. In Jamaica? Yeah. Oh, dig it, but dig I, it. I, I think they were young. I think they was in their 30s. I don't know how much money they thought they had. <laughs> <laughs> they were anxious. They were like, we got this. Yeah. Hey, we're ready to go back. Then after a few years, they said, wait a minute. Right, right. Well, it was just funny because my wife, uh, my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. she actually, um, she now has a house in Jamaica, and she keeps talking about moving there mm-hmm. because she's old. You know, she's got to be in her sixties or close. You know, right. and but I know they're all like my wife, her sisters. They're all like, why, why are you even? <laughs> why? Like she just went back over. Her husband lives over there. Uh-huh, that's her, he lives over there, and she was over there for like a month, but. She and she lives way out, like mm-hmm. in you know in the boonies. She's way not out like, is probably better. It's yeah, probably yeah, safer. And yeah, you, definitely. You can just eat all this natural food and stuff. Now the and the pictures are, are gorgeous, yeah, and, great but, views. And shit. But I think she place like Mandeville or something like that. Yeah, it's dope. But she 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 she's back. She like she went just for mm-hmm. she left in I think late November, early December, mm-hmm. and I guess she was supposed to stay till right around now. But she got back probably a month early. Oh, where they had a fight. No, no, no. She just, she just. Uh, I think she was ready to come home. But she mm-hmm. keeps, like I said, she keeps talking about she's gonna go over there and, she, for guess, good. Yeah, she has to keep talking about it. Yeah, right. At least to keep keep hope alive. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so your family, you move to uh, you move to Brooklyn or Long Island? Uh, Long Island. You move out to Long Island. Uh, big up Long Island. What part? Uh, Uniondale. Uniondale. Shout yeah. out Uniondale. Mm-hmm. Um, all all our all our one listener in Uniondale. <laughs> uh. 
and you said what what was the sort of genesis what sparked your your wanting to pursue comedy or stand-up or was there something else in entertainment like I, I know you and I we've talked about you directing and and, and obviously you have a, a career as also a, a writer in television so what what made you say okay you know what I think I want to do that uh comedy uh yeah a- any of it any of it well first of all I did comedy as a as a human being just to communicate like like I'd only been in the country a few years, mm-hmm. so just learning how to talk to people. Okay, you know, one of the things you learn to, you know, I got an accent. I didn't grow up with none of these Americans. I've only seen American stuff on TV. Right, right, right. And you got to learn to like communicate and bridge the gap and get rid of the awkwardness and uneasiness of just meeting a whole new set of people. You have there is nobody you've known your entire life here. Right. Except your family. Right. It's like a brother and two sisters. Right. And your parents. Right. And, and I had an uncle and an aunt in Queens and didn't see them that often. Right. So, you never do. You never see. Everybody has, that's funny, everybody has that aunt and uncle that you see like maybe three, holiday. four times a year on the holidays. Yeah, holiday. And that's it. So it's like, what you going to do? So it's like, like there was a friend at work. His name was Greg Ellis. He was mm-hmm. funny as shit. And I noticed that everybody like talking to him and flocking around because he was funny. So then I just started experimenting and tapping into my funny side. Okay. Oh, wow. So then I was just funny at my job at Burger Mm -hmm. King. Oh, that's killing. You know, trying to, I was like the second funniest dude there. (laughs) So it's it's Greg and then you? Yeah, because Greg could sing and he could do impressions and shit. Okay. Okay. So Greg was your first friend like me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Greg was the first dean. Right. That's funny. That's funny. So, so, um... I, now, are you funny to the customers as well? Everybody, just, that's funny. Like then, you, then you start expanding. Like, oh sh- shoot, I, I'm I'm featuring at Burger King. <laughs> Greg's a headline. I'm featuring that's Burger hilarious. King. I got this, and he's not leaving. Right? You know, he's not. He's he should. Right. I mean, he should get a better job and go somewhere else. So you're waiting for the headline and slot. Yeah, I'm wait. waiting. This one headline and slot. Hilarious. Greg got it. So it's like, you know, maybe I can get the vote of these customers. Right. So, right. You know, doing the drive-through, talking. Junk as you take orders from strangers. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> so people. So hold up. Just hacky characters. So just just as an example. Mm-hmm. So if I uh, uh, you like welcome to McDonald's, may I may I help you? And I'm like, yeah. Um, I, and people are never ready. So like, all right. Um, yo. Uh, I think I wanna uh, I wanna fillet a fish meal. Can I get that that number seven? I, I don't. I don't remember. What oh, okay. You know, is that so long ago? Right, right, right. Thank God, thank God I can't remember. Right, no, that's, I think but that's just hilarious. That, that you, was my first mic, though. That's funny. That was the first mic. Yeah, you like jerky boy in the the the, yeah. the customers as they as they come through, and and for like, say you know you're doing like um you know so how am I gonna help you? And then they they pull up, and you had dreadlocks. Did you have dreadlocks at that time, mm, or the dreads came pro- later? They they probably came later. Okay, yeah. So it's just just joking around, man, and just clown and one day a customer came around i knew i was funny at work uh you know you know because i'd been studying under the tutelage of greg ellis right big up greg ellis (laughs) and then uh i knew i was funny at work and you know this customer came around and he's like was that you that took my audience and i said yeah he said you're funny as hell man he said you should do comedy a word yeah yeah that's oh that's insane and and then it just hit me it's like man this stranger that i've never seen before and will never ever see again is right Uh uh-huh i should do dude that's that's amazing (laughs) 
that a, a customer from the drive it's almost and it's funny as you were saying that I, I was like it would be awesome if he was like yeah you know what here's my card my name is uh, Joel Silver I produce movies you're like yeah whatever then, then I wouldn't even be here right I, I know right be, be huge <laughs> then you'll be watching me alright maybe hi I'm uh, Lucian Hold uh, I, I work at a comedy club called The Comic Strip here's my card call me um so okay, so from 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 uh, Greg Ellis and and the the drive-through customer, mm-hmm. how how long how much time passes at this? They've said to you, you should be a comedian. You should as or soon, you should do soon, comedy. As soon as they said it, it resonated. It okay, and I was okay. like, this motherfucker's right. This stranger, right, is right. So I was like, because uh, I was it was around the age in, in my twenties. Like I gotta find something to do. Right, right, some passion. Yeah, right. Like, I know because you know I, I knew I was gonna make it as a soccer player. Like soccer players, you you know you you know if you're gonna be a pro by like 15, 16 right. years old. Right. And so you at 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 one point you did have aspirations yeah. to to play professional soccer. Right. And then, okay. in America they didn't even have a league. Right. And so how was how how was I gonna get back to England? And then, then I hadn't been working out. I went to a, sh- a high school that had a shitty soccer program. Oh yeah. So I wasn't even in that type of like we didn't have to. Tactical or technical training, right? Right. And our coach was a was the baseball coach making extra money, <laughs> coaching soccer. You know, yeah. You, you do more. You do more. You take on an extra tour activity. You make some extra money, right? right. And so I hit him. This really paid care. a car note. We, we were getting decimated every game by bad teams, right? And, it, and so that was over. You know, I, I'd gone to college and tried to get a scholarship at New York Institute of Technology uh-huh. and they had like some world class players there that had oh, yeah. failed professionally. Oh, okay. And they had okay. players from England and I couldn't I wasn't even as good as them. So it was almost like a junior college. They were like, Well here, send them here. No, uh, they, they they just the coach somehow had a connect okay. where he could get players from England that mm-hmm. by the time they were fourteen, fifteen knew they weren't gonna go pro. Okay. And they had great technical abilities, but England at the time was into like speed and power. Okay. Like if you had to be like rugby size and just fast. Oh, okay. Like, like you know, you, you'll hear like Dutch players say England's technical ability is like on a lower scale mm. than that a lot of the world. Like, and you, you'll see it in the games. But, know, they, but they, 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 but their their players are, are they, massive and and fast. They're massive. This is speed and hustle. You know. Okay. It's like you know. So then, like the the players at New York Tech at the time, they just like there's one dude named Franklin. You could close your leg. He's like an and one soccer player. Oh wow! Okay. Like, you could close your legs. Uh-huh. He's putting the ball through your legs. Like, oh, how the oh. fuck did he do that? <laughs> oh, or. he could do some amazing shit. There's another dude named Simon. I was like, how did these dudes not make it? Right, right, right. Yeah. Which shows how good the professionals really, yeah. really were or yeah, are. Dudes are fucking say. amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like. So I just needed. I said, so what am I gonna do? And this guy says this at the drive-through, right. and then I just start investigating. I start mm-hmm. like listening to comedy albums, start going to the open mic at Governors. Governors out in Long Island, out yeah. in Long Island, and, and like checking it out mm-hmm. and putting a set together by uh, by in conversations. Now the stuff that I would say to people that would make them laugh, I check it off. Okay, and okay, then, and start building my set through right. conversation. Right, right, right. I had like like. Maybe like five or six jokes, right? And then decided, you know, I, I'm gonna do an open mic, right? And and uh, do you remember any of the comedy albums that you you cop that you went out and said, okay, that you went out to seek and say, here, let me listen to. I listened to like most of Richard Pryor shit. Okay, I listened to uh, 
Eddie Murphy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened to uh, Bill Cosby, a lot of Bill Cosby. Okay, those and, are those those were all the those were the albums that were in our house too. Yeah, yeah, and and then I think they taught me story. You know, okay, and foundation and setup and punch and like so it's almost being ca- classically trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you listen right, those dudes will classically train you. Right, you know, right. I listen to the to the to the best. Yeah. You Which know, is what you should do. Yeah. Like like new 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 I I was just having a conversation with um uh a comic I just I just met but he's real real cool cat. Young a little younger and uh a newer but you know definitely uh making moves and and getting some attention. His name is uh Robert Powell the 3rd. He he um Oh, he hosts the he hosts the Shack, Shack oh, okay. uh, All Star. Yeah, he's funny. Um, well, he's a real funny dude. You, you brought him up earlier, and right? I was right. Blank, and I was, oh, he's skinny okay. dude. Yeah. yeah, real skinny from uh, Dallas, and <clears throat> and it's funny because I told him I said, yeah, you know, the first time, I, first time I saw him live was uh was at the Comedy Store um mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and because um you know Tamra his his agents uh, at Innovative who also works for the Shack All Star uh, tour mm-hmm. and a couple other people were in the house they just told Red to bring Red Grant who hosts uh you know uh the the comedy store on Tuesday they told him to bring bring him up mm-hmm. and you know my you know if you show up just to hang out and, and mm-hmm. look at shorties or whatever you just there to hang out you and you definitely, if if you're going to go up, someone's at least going to say something to you. So they just, Red just was like, oh, I just uh, I just found out uh, the turnip is real. Uh, we bring it up, my man, uh, Robert Powell. Th-. And they had already said the show, this is the last comedian mm-hmm. with a comic that went on. <clears throat> so Robert went up and uh, and he said something that was real funny. He says, uh, he said, yeah, uh, yeah, y'all know how, you ever, you ever, uh, you working a job and you go to pick up your check <laughs> on on a Friday um, and you you had off and then you go to pick up your check and suddenly they're like yeah uh, Robert pick up the phone you gonna work he's like that's what ha- just happened I, th- I I like and I liked that's his fine. stuff because he uh, he he was uh, I always call it left of left of center or left of what everyone else was doing right he 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 didn't have the quote unquote standard I'm a black comic uh, from down south. Mm-hmm. Cadence and style. And it turns out he has like a, a poli side background. He he worked for like the governor's office or the mayor's office in in uh, in Dallas for like five years. So once I sat down and broke bread with him, I was like, you know, that's why I like like you because I could tell you don't have the same influences. And he said, yeah, you know, um, the problem with a lot of con- he said we didn't have cable. Uh, for for many years, so he didn't. He said he didn't have the influence of like Comic View. Mm-hmm. Um, not to take away from because Comic View and Def Comedy Jam, um, having done actually both of them, I did do uh, Comic View uh, years later, but having done both of them, there were strong comedians that did both Def Comedy Jam and Comic View. Unfortunately, the the stigma that's attached to them is that in a grand scale, because so many comics. Uh, they were at, there. There came a point, Def Jam and Comic View wise, that after a certain amount of time, they were just trying to fill slots. So instead of getting the best comics, they were just getting comics, some that might not have been as TV ready as they should have. And uh, both he and I, he was saying, you know what? Uh, similar to what you were saying, Ian, is that he he had influences that were. Uh, not just watching one type of comedy, whereas uh, well, well, my influence were like seasoned professional right, veterans, right, 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 and so that's so that's my point is that 
um, you know, the, like the, the the protocol I'm dropping on, on Cash, which I've said before, is that y'all y'all make sure you know find a comic that you like that speaks to you, but also you know get out your comfort zone and watch someone. If you like someone that's high energy, also say, well, here you know, let me watch listen someone that, some, that tells some, stories. Listen to some uh, black and white <laughs> Richard Pryor albums. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. how old they are. Yeah, yeah. You hear them in black and white. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and learn learn structure and yeah. and, and 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 storytelling, storytelling, Cosby and, too, Cosby, all of them because. Yeah. They, they're, and people, people might say, well, it's, a, it's slower. Yeah, but it's still, ultimately, it's set up punchline. It's, it's in there. You just it's like sampling listen. an old record. Yeah, right, right. In hip hop, you like it when they, when they mix it up and do stuff with it. it. Exactly, exactly. So, okay, so you get you, you go to governors. You, you start hitting uh, stages at governors. Yeah. Um, you feel? Do you remember your first set and how how it went? It's horrible. Was it really? <laughs> bomb, bomb my ass off. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. It was that. It was like a scud missile. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um. So what made you get back on stage? Because the f- I was nervous, and then uh, when the lights hit me, like I'd been going to the governors to watch the open mic. Okay. And it's different watching than actually getting in the game. Right, right, right. And then getting on stage, you realize how bright the lights are. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how hot first, it is up there. Yeah, yeah. First time those things blinded me. It made okay. me realize why cops use, use you know, when the cops pull you over yeah. and flash the light on yeah. you. Because once you can't see, you lose yeah. your balance. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I lost That's my balance. Yeah. yeah, and then, uh, and, and then, so I was nervous. I stumbled through all the jokes, but the, the, and they all didn't work, mm-hmm. but the last one worked because it was the only joke I said right. And I said, "Oh shit, I'll uh, if I can lose this nervousness and learn how to say the jokes right, right, I'll be fine." Right, right, right. So, so it was a terrible set, but there was one inkling of hope. Yeah, inkling of hope. What like a positive thing happened. Right. So then that was my first few years struggle just not being nervous mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay and you're in the first couple of years you're out there just in long, long island, island. Yeah. okay and Pretty it's and, and hitting open mics all over we drive all over to do open mics right. westchester right right Yonkers. right right you know we you know we, we, we just had a an adventurous fun time and then on the weekends now you saying we is this you and greg is greg doing it too or is you just other yeah, co- yeah, rogel too and oh uh, what? oh i never Ro- yeah rogel too and just a bunch of comics that were open micers at the time. Oh wow! That were our age. That that were we were just young in our twenties and just we just had fun, man. Like we we'd go perform, drive wherever, go perform, wait. There'd be like five people in the crowd. Right. Hope they'd stay. <laughs> right. Get on. Sometimes I'd be so scared I'd hope they leave so <laughs> I wouldn't have to bomb in front of right, them. Right. 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 And then then I you know just uh, we go eat somewhere late right. night, hang out. Right. And, do it again the next day. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't think we wrote as much as we should have. We just thought that you just keep doing the same thing you're doing. Right, right. And then, but, but we had like a, you know, my thing was just to get rid of the nerves. Right, right. You know, which is because I honestly because I I've known you so long, uh, and and seen you know your act definitely develop. So it's 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 sitting here talking. It's funny to hear that because I don't see. You nervous, you know right, what I mean? Right. I, but I, but I also, yeah, never I met, know, you never met Shook I met, Ian, right, right. <laughs> I never met Shook Ian, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's also it's funny because um, 
and and people know I'm not I, I I'm not an advocate of advice. I don't like when people ask advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like when people because I'm like and I, I always mm-hmm. say you know what worked for me might not work for you. Right. So I can't suggest. Um. But I I the only information like when when a new jack comes up to me and they're like uh or or even just uh, a a a patron at a comedy show or mm-hmm. uh in the audience um you know doing a college uh comes up and is like yeah man I. Yeah, I always wanted to be a comedian. You got any advice? Honestly, the only thing I tell them is I say I say two things: get on stage, mm-hmm. just get on, just do it, just get on stage, and excuse me, and if and if if it goes well, you'll know. I said, but more importantly, if it doesn't go well, <laughs> and you still want to get on stage, like like you just said, you'll really know because then it becomes a, okay. I gotta I I gotta figure out. I know. There's a way to figure this this uh this yeah. puzzle out. Yeah, it might not go well, or it might right. go well. You right. Know? It's just you know if you if you want to do it, just keep doing it. It's, it's a math problem. It's right. a whole thing to figure out. Right. You know. Right. And and I'm just bugging because uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you know, knowing Greg Rogel as well. It's 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 always funny seeing who people sort of. Here's a crazy story with. about Greg Rogel. Yeah. So I'm doing comedy. Uh huh. And I you know and I. Started in college, uh-huh. so I still I was in college, and uh, I had this class, and I was in this class. It was like a, one of those classes that's like what are those when it's not like a regular class, it's an like, elective, like, but not like an elective like the, the the place that it's in. It's oh, it's it's like off site. It's it's nah, not. it's on site, but it's like one of those huge classes. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, it's 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 like they're like. Instead of a normal like thirty forty student class, yeah. it's it's like in a lecture hall where yeah yeah like, like everything that. you see in every movie every, with a professor. Yeah, it's one of those classes, one of those movie looking college classes. Right. So I uh, was in there, and then I uh, and then I see this guy. You know, mm-hmm. I noticed him. Then I go to the comedy club at Chuckles, mm-hmm. another comic, Long Island right. comedy club, and I noticed this guy. Right. <laughs> and then then one day we went up to each other and said. Did I see you do comedy last night? Oh, that's funny. And come to find out, the dude I'm doing comedy with, I'm I'm going to school with him. Oh, we wow. have the same class. Wow, together. that's funny. And that's how me and Greg became friends. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Like we were in the same college, in the same class. Yeah. And yeah. going to the same comedy clubs. And so I was probably so nervous that I didn't even have really time to fully notice him. Right, right. Until of one day hit me like, that's the same dude that was at the club. Then I'd go back to the club, see him again, not say anything. Right. And go back to the class. Right. Looks like him, right? But, you know, but you're doing two different things in class. You're listening. In right. comedy, you're going on stage. And Greg used to come to the club by himself, and oh, I had okay. like a bunch of friends at the time. You know? Oh, okay, okay. And 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 yeah, I don't, it's crazy because you you're bringing back memories of when you when you. It's funny when you first start out, you you sort of are just by association of being alone mm-hmm. in it because this is you know especially stand up comedy. It's very much a um, a, a renegade sport. Sport where mm-hmm. you know you're going. It's it's almost like going to a basketball court and just shooting the ball on your own. You might see other people playing ball. Like sketch comedy to right. me yeah, is yeah. A, is a That's is a, a, a gr- group of people playing basketball together. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, the dude that brings his own rock to the shot. court, and you just standing at the free throw line shooting. And if like you said, you might have had your friends with you just to grab the bo- the rebound and pass it back to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I just I remember those days of uh, like I was one of my early 
earliest uh, memories of you. I remember me, you. It was right around. Uh, um, Don't say the year. Do you know yeah, no, I'm not saying the year. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Memorial Day's in May. Labor Day's in, in the fall. So I remember. September, yeah. Yeah, so around September. Bad sept- American. Yeah, ahead. right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible American. <laughs> so it's around <laughs> Labor Day. And I think, uh, I want to say, we we used to all go to uh, Boston Comedy Club on Sunday nights. And it was one of those nights where, uh, like, Corey Zooman Miller's in mm-hmm. town. You were, you were obviously there. I'm there. It was Rich Pierre Lewis, Lewis wasn't, wasn't wasn't with us that night, but it was like just a gang of us. I just I I always remember saying this is dope because we would just we we Boston Comedy Club uh, ended, and then I think we might have gone up to maybe Caroline's because I remember being in Times Square, uh-huh. and then we wound up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we were on, <laughs> on over near Eastern Parkway, and they had set up. For the uh, Labor Day parade. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I probably was dating Rachel at the time, and she was doing something. Yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. She was doing something in. Uh, Look, I just in, got goosebumps because yeah. those, 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 uh, those memories. Uh, you know, those. The, we used to hang. We used to be out all night. We out all crazy. night until so, like five, six yeah, o'clock that in night the morning. Was a late night, and then I had to come back and go to the parade. Right, right. Like, you had I'm to go to the parade. Yeah, it's like a pre-parade. Right. In the middle of the night. Right. Before the parade. Right, it's like a and party. And we went to that because <coughs> right. Rachel was in the parade. Okay, okay. And then, then at the, you go home and then you come back later later on in the morning for the parade. It was right. Just, that was one of I did that a lot, not sleep. Right. Like entire days. Yeah. And that was yeah. one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for those that don't know, like um, in New York City, uh, New York City has a strong West Indian pop- population, and so every year on Labor Day, um, they have the the I think they I think it's called the um, West Indian Day Labor Day Parade, yeah. something like that. They've uh-huh. now sort of uh, coined it, but I th- and it's watered down now. It's, it's oh, a little yeah. more watered down. But I haven't been in a, a probably a decade. Yeah, yeah. I I think we went probably a couple of years ago. Um, Obviously, because my wife is uh, is has West Indian uh, heritage, mm-hmm. and so give the girls, you know, give my my daughters something. So that, see, this is, but I don't right. want you out there in no, you know, <laughs> I don't want those, you out there dancing in those outfits. You know, <laughs> in those outfits. Um, and so they and they they usually they set up the parade the night before, and they shut down all of Eastern Park. How, how long you think Eastern Parkway's got to be? Maybe a mile. Feels ahead? long because it I, feels I, like it's, a, it's when I walk that parade route you can walk the parade route and it's i just be exhausted exhausted yeah and they just have people out there selling food and, yeah. and selling flags and Tons it's of people it's the, you know it's just a, and you want to get there after the shootings you want to yeah. get there yeah. to, oh some people just got shot and you're like all right it's yeah. cool to be here yeah now. you got to wait it out let, let, let that happen get that out their system right 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 uh and um yeah yeah it's, it's, so it's a fun situation so boom Fast forward, you do your first. You're you're now in on the comedy scene in New York City. Yeah, just one thing about that, like yeah. an early comedy and just that night that you okay. reminded me of because uh-huh. I remember that night. Yeah, I, sometimes I forget who's with me. Right, right, right. And it's like yeah, they someone's like, Man, did we? I said let's go eat at that swingers, and, uh-huh. and the guy was like, uh, it was Perry. He's like, is it that place that we ate at with so and so and so and so? I said I don't remember Perry. Right. I, I'm out every night. Right, right, right. I can't remember each. Night and who I was with each right, night. Right, right. He thought I was dissing him. Oh, but, okay. but I was like, Perry, I, you know. Yes, I mean that honestly because as as it's a, so, it's, it's so what we do. It's what, like yeah. I, I I usually when I come out to the West Coast, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 funny because now it's slower. Like last night we were at the uh, the Improv and we both knew we were gonna come in here this morning. 
Whereas, like, rewind five years ago, every night when I'm out here, all right, we're going to go to uh, Astro Burger or, or, uh, or, or Tarung or, or uh, uh, what was the other, a Fat Burger. You know, like, yeah, we just, yeah. we used to uh, go to, go to what's the, Mel's, Mel's. A- after the show, you know, and, and that's that's part of Mel's the... Mel's uh, before the food got shittier. Right. <laughs> Jesus, Mel's. Yeah, it did. It did Come fall on, off, Mel's. man. Um, and that's, that's part of... Um, that's that's part of the comedy life that once you uh even if if you're not necessarily good if you're not working like you said you and Greg mm-hmm. Rogel and and whatever other comics you you were coming up with y'all would just go and yeah. and hang out there's a dude named John he had a better car than all of us he was like a Ford Taurus who did like who? A, this dude named John I forgot oh. John's last name but he he was like a graphic artist uh-huh. so he was making money doing that oh, that's okay. his real job okay and uh and he had like a Ford Taurus at the time, right? Which was yeah, well, like he's genius. Yeah, because that, that a Ford Taurus that was like in Robocop the movie, you right? Know? Right. <laughs> that was like the future car. <laughs> so we drive around in his future car and shit. Oh, that have hit, a Ford Taurus, and just and we just go eat late night. And there's right. just so many fun nights. And I remember when I first like moved to America. Mm-hmm. One of one of the people that stood out to me was Magic Johnson, not because. Because he was always smiling, right? Yeah, he was. He's always smiling. I'm like, oh shit, this dude is having a great right. fucking time. Right. Like, he is like laughing his ass off yeah. every day. Like, I want to live yeah. a life like that. Right. Like, laughing. Like, right. I measured like wealth in like laughter. Okay. And I and I was when, that was when I was a teenager. Oh wow. You know, and I and I said I want to. I hope I have a life like that. Right. And then subconsciously, I entered comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, and started doing comedy, and I just remember all the early days okay. of just fucking laughing. Yeah, like, yeah. Just laughing from 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 like eight p.m. to six a.m. in the morning, dig it, dig and it. then waking up, doing whatever I got to do, and then right. going to Burger King or whatever, right. repeating that cycle. Right. Yeah, like for just decades, you're just fucking laughing. Yeah, you, you laugh. After, before the show with the comics, you laugh after the show with the comics. You go somewhere to eat, you laugh again. Yeah. On the weekends, you yeah. go, they let us into governance to see whoever was there that whoever weekend. Whoever was headlining. Yeah, whoever was headlining. They, they let the open micers come by. Oh, that was for cool. Free. That was cool. Because a, really cool. a lot of clubs are funny like that, and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, we, nah, we, can't, we can't let nah, you guys they, in. They, they, and they couldn't even wait to, 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 like, once we were, like, got decent, you know, we'd open up right okay be the host on some okay. of those shows right and they, they, they're just really cool at governors oh that's cool yeah it's yeah. a great home club right right and you know i've seen some of the best comics that people had to pay Top a lot dollar. of yeah. money yeah. to see for free on a weekend just like laugh you know and, and then just go eat after that and it's just this it was just and fun, go over man. the headliners jokes like oh he did this one yeah. thing yeah, and and that's that was also your college as far yeah, as college, as, yeah. as far as your your comedy. You know, you you just soaked it in. Um, you know, which which also goes to show show how important it is to watch comedy. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, and I've said this before on on, uh, on this show that uh, I remember Chris Rock. I I've actually gotten better about that. Uh, that's why I was disappointed. I I had to miss Godfrey last night mm-hmm. because um. Uh, Rock said, you know, I always see comics. He's like, I always see comics outside the club now. He's like, when we were coming up, you, you wanted you wanted to wanted to watch the comics as well. And he's like, I don't really see comics going and watching comics as no, much do as that. they used to. Well, of course, obviously they do, but but I understood Chris what ain't he was around saying. Like that. Right, that's true too. He can't he can't really make that statement. Right, right. Yeah, 
Uh, he shows up, gets on, and pretty and much... And then goes goes and hangs and out. And some baller shit. Right. They go hang out with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> right, right. You know? But I understand his point. Because there are... I won't say every comic, but there are times when... Like last night, for instance, I... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hanging out uh, outside, but then I was like, okay, um, I hadn't seen Damon Jr. Mm-hmm. going in a while, and he always makes me laugh. Right. So I was like, you know what? Because I, I ain't going front. They're comics that I do want to watch. Yeah, there's comics that the comics, comics want to watch. Yeah, and right. when that comic is going on stage, people right. go, comics are going in the room to watch Chris. Right, right. That's how you, that's how you know about. you... you uh, people go in the room to watch Gerard. Comics come in the room. Right, I'd say to watch me. Yeah, yeah, they do. I, and yeah, they do. So, and then there's there's a bunch of comics. Comics go in the room. I go I go in the room to see Jamar. Right, you know, there's comics are going to see. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's important. So, so what what's your first uh, I guess big opportunity? And and what because the I think for you the good thing was that you didn't, uh, which speaks to your your style of comedy today. Your 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 comedy is not one dimensional where you're a quote unquote urban comedian. You know what I mean? Right. You can you can go into urban rooms, you can go into black rooms, um, or you can go into mainstream room, and your and your comedy just is you. You know, mm-hmm. um, but there's a point where you start getting opportunities like doing Def Comedy Jam. So um, how did you transition from doing governors and just whatever rooms you could get on at to say, okay, oh. there's there's an urban scene that I want to go that, that Well, that, that was a math problem I figured out earlier. There's different math problems. Okay. So, you know, there's math problems like how do I bring my offstage self onto onstage? How right. do I write a joke? Like what's a setup and what's a punchline? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the math problems I figured out early is like uh, I was performing in Long Island in the tri-state area, and mm-hmm. that's actually – like making a living, you know, you do weekend shows in Connecticut, Jersey. So you uh, now don't have a day job, right? It's don't, just don't you, have a day job. You in doing Long Island shows? Is this like you know spots, in right? Long, but you're not doing any major clubs. And right. And the comics that were ahead of me, that I like, used to host the shows when I was coming up, like they were older than us, and mm-hmm. and they would, were headlining those gigs. Okay. And then when I'd watch. They had a lot of stand-up comedy shows on TV. And when I watched those stand-up comedy shows, mm-hmm. I wouldn't see any of these comics who were good, mm-hmm. who were headlining these shows and hosting the local shows that oh, I was okay. on, on those shows. And I'm like, how come only one or two of them would be? Okay. And I was like, how come none of these dudes, they're good? Like Eastside Comedy Club, Chuckles are headlining. Mm-hmm. They're headlining governors, uh, clubs in, in uh, Connecticut and Jersey. And, and, then, and, I was, and I was like... When you look at all the stand-up shows, all the comics were New York City comics. Okay. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to get in the city. Oh, okay. Got or, you. Or I'll, you could get good and just be out here. Right. Like in the weeds. Right. Big big fish, small pond. Yeah. So then, then you know, like I think one night I was watching <laughs> Chappelle on TV. Okay. And he was like 18 years old and he's on TV. Right. And I was like, that motherfucker's a New York City comic. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got to get into the city. Right. So then I just... Like, uh, directed my efforts into performing in New York City, in in Manhattan. Right. And then once I got in one club, I never really did those other clubs. And then you, and then once you get in one Manhattan club, you get into a lot of them. Yeah, you start. And then you can make. You you spread like a virus, and then you can start making money. In the city, and there's nothing more beautiful than hitting all the clubs in the city, three, four, especially on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And doing sets and then hanging out with your 
a, a new set of comedy brethren. Right, right. Breaking new bread and just growing with those people. Right, and right. Which turned out to be like a great class. Right, right. You who, know? who, who, uh, uh, Burr, like, who, Patrice, Norton, right. just a bunch of, you know, Godfrey right. was there. He right. came, in, came in around the St. Thomas, Patrice. Right. And, and there's a, you know, Artie was there and, and you know, and then, you know, I, I came, also came up with talent and, you know, just uh, just a bunch of people. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So okay, so your, your first big opportunity is Def Comedy Jam. I, I could say that, but it was really getting into Manhattan. <laughs> because it, you don't get in Manhattan. Then right. There's no it's a rap. It's, it's a rap. It, there's there's none of that stuff. Like you have to go to the big time, to the major leagues, and get let them see you play, get, get noticed. Yeah. Get, and, and so and, and and it's funny because everyone that you uh like, pretty much named. Uh, from from uh, you know Billy to Patrice to Talent and Will, everyone has their had their own distinctive uh, style. Yeah, he used to know. go to Uptown to the Uptown Comedy right. Club, see the comics there, get intimidated, like oh, I'm gonna come back there and perform, you know. And I, and I and I did I did perform there, but it was just intimidating. Dougie Doug was there, right? You know, like you know, a lot of people blew up from from those right, right, right. those rooms. You know, yeah, that's true. Bill Bellamy was there. See right. Mario Joyner when he was like he was the, the hot best, dude. yeah, the best. Mario was that dude, yeah. You know, um, I used to go to the strip. I wasn't, and you know, they used to have a lotto the first Friday of every month, mm-hmm. where if they'd have a podium and there'd be a line of comics amateurs me included you'd line up and you walk up to the podium they had pieces of papers with some were blank some had numbers on them and if you picked a piece of paper with a number on it they'd give you an open mic spot on one of the mondays in right. that month in the month right and then uh so i, I remember like whenever i I'd, I'd go to the podium the first time i went there mm-hmm. this was like oh shit i gotta get a number i drove all the way to manhattan uh-huh. i gotta get a number and then <clears throat> i walked up to the podium, there's this guy. He's always there, and he, he's the one that ripped up the papers and stood in, at the podium at the door. Mm-hmm. And I picked up a piece of paper. The fucking thing was blank. And I was oh, like, devastated. Oh, because you drove such yeah. a long way from and I, home. And you want to get a number. You want to get on. Right. You know, you want to get a, a Monday night spot at the comic strip. Like famous people have made it through the comic Can't you, strip. Can you just write a number on the paper? <laughs> that, I didn't. I wasn't even smart enough to think of that <laughs> shit. But but then there'll be a duplicate, and he'll know. Right. Okay. That's not my handwriting. Oh, okay. What I did was I went back online. Oh, okay. That was smart. That was smart. And I went back online. Some people went home. I went back online. That's how determined I was. Yeah, it's tenacious. And then, and then I went to the to the podium, and there was a number. There's a blank piece of paper in the corner. There's papers all over. A few left, and there's one in the corner, top uh-huh. right hand corner. Uh-huh. And I was like, Ian, if you pick that, and there's no number on it, man. Like, there's never a number on a piece of paper in the top right hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, that's, man? That's hilarious. I'm having this all this inner anxiety dialogue. I pick up a piece of paper and there was a fucking number on it. Oh. And I gotta spot my first try. Oh, so then dope. every first Friday of every month I would go uh-huh. to the lottery uh-huh. for, for the, the comic strip. For the comic strip. And I would pick from that top right hand corner and they would always be oh so that number. became that became your yeah. you were and like I'm going top right hand corner then, let me tell you something and then one day I was like this is too good to be true there's no way after like five times that right. there's still gonna be a number there right. I, I, let me try somewhere else uh-huh. and I picked like a piece of paper from the middle no nothing, fucking number nothing. I went back online <laughs> and I went to the top right hand corner a fucking number <laughs> <laughs> I never I never strayed from that again I always got a spot 
And then once you got in on a Monday night to do your spot after you bomb, right. <laughs> you know, then they, they let the professionals come in. You see Chris Rock and Sadler, and I'd see some right. of the greatest comics perform. Right, right. So there's more comedy schools. So it was just, it was just funny. Just Access. watch them. Never talk to them. Just right. watch them. But, but which goes back yeah. to what I was saying. That how we got came to the name of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show the for the program because mm-hmm. it was just you you knew back then you know what I'm just happy being here I'm happy being around this I'm gonna soak up whatever information right. if they talk to me fine but I'm not right. gonna go uh, you know engage them you know because right. eventually if if I've stepped my game up they gonna want to engage yeah, me. yeah you figure you figure you'll earn their conversation which you want anyway right you know ultimately I rather I rather earn my respect than than try to force the hand. I don't right. want I don't want your attention if 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 uh you feel like you better than me, you mm-hmm. know. Um so boom, so you start getting opportunities. Now, here's what's interesting. Coming from a traditional West Indian family. And this family, is all before I met you. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I noticed you didn't include me in in uh the class of people you started with, but right. I didn't get offended because mm-hmm. uh I didn't move back to the city at that point. Yeah, so yeah. so I totally got it. But was interesting because you come from a traditional you your family's so traditional they they left Jamaica and went back so um how 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 is your family with you saying you know this is what I'm pursuing you know you're not you're I never not... told them at first oh really okay yeah, I never told them at first how long did it take you <laughs> what did they you, found, they you found get on out. TV and then you're like yeah I should turn past uh, HBO oh yeah I was figuring you know they'll find out then okay but they found out first they were upset because like I told you I was in college right right and they they were never getting any grades from uh uh-huh. they never saw me doing any you, you ain't cover you ain't cover your tracks you weren't trying to I wasn't, necessarily. I wasn't trying to necessarily, but I was just like I'm a. I don't know if it's something. I spoke to people who are into astrology, okay. but I'm a very detached dude sometimes. And okay. I just and I like my own space, mm-hmm. and I just do what I like to do. Like when everybody sit down to eat dinner at the table, I take mine and go in the room. <laughs> and it doesn't mean I didn't love them. I just like like I'm just in love with, with, with being with myself in space, silence. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm in love with my space. You know and. So I didn't tell them, and I didn't think it would be a problem, right? You know, and then, but you know, they're not, you know, they're paying for, you know, they signing these student loans, right? Right. And and it's like, what's going on? It, I'm never talking about school, right? You know. So then, uh, so then, then we had a problem that I actually got kicked. I didn't. They didn't kick me out, but I just left. Mm-hmm. So then, for a minute, I was just like stubborn and living in my car and shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, li- and then. And then, but I still didn't even. And then, even when I moved back in, I didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. And then they found out, and they just came to a show one night. Really? Yeah. They they in their church clothes, late. <laughs> in the they really of a, are in, traditional. In the middle of a white club. <laughs> so you see your mom's with her church hat. <laughs> church hat. Father. <laughs> then they brought his, friends. His three piece suit. His yeah. three piece suit. Overdressed. Oh man. On, on a on like a a, a, on a Tuesday, Saturday night, a Saturday night, they they in the Sunday best hosting gigs. Like oh, they saw it in a paper or something. Son, that's that's funny. And I'm in, on stage already, still trying to get over my nervousness. And you see your family walk in, and you're cursing. They don't know you curse. Oh shoot! <laughs> oh, so but you so after that show, do they come up and uh, and give you dab? They that, like, yeah, they're just laughing at they okay. caught me out. There. Okay, yeah, and they, they were happy. They okay. Said, okay, that's what you're doing. Okay, right. okay, that's yeah. not nah, that's good. That's why you're growing dreads. No, right. that's not why I'm growing dreads. But, 
whatever <laughs> makes you feel more hey whatever whatever it takes yeah. which was and your dreads were a, a strong part of your, your not i won't say your act no, but it, it definitely just, de- helped like define it, but... you as far as looks like you you were the dude that <laughs> Before somebody would know you, the same way like when I had an afro, if somebody didn't know me, they were like, yo, that dude with the afro Mm -hmm. that does Denzel, you were the dude with the dreads. Yeah, dreads, I used to yell. Yeah, and you still, you know, boom. Yeah, I remember remember your your Def Jam set. Yeah. Um, So so you're you're trudging away, you're you're getting opportunities. Um, Were you with, with, uh, because I remember one thing that stood out to me and this probably came after I uh, uh, moved back to New York. Was the episode of Deb Comedy Jam that you did? Was that? Were you with Barry Katz? Was that a Barry Katz? Because uh, it, it, it was yeah. you, Tasha Smith, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle Keith and, Robinson, and Keith Robinson. And, and uh, I just I don't even know how I knew that. I but I, I yeah, think maybe sometimes management matters. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know I was definitely ready to do it. But, yeah, no, no, but, you killed. You had a he, great set. He got. He got his black artists mm-hmm. on one episode. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, no, it was a good, uh, it was a good, good episode to be on. You yeah, know, yeah. What I mean, every you pretty much everybody you named A is still mm-hmm. doing yeah, something. Keith is and, a part of the class too. Yeah. He's a little bit ahead of us, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because Keith just had his uh his comedy special. What is it called? Back of the bus. Uh, yeah. uh Problems it's bad. or something. Yeah, it's bad. I can't remember. Um, me, I went to the tape and I don't remember. Keith, we're giving you a shout out, yeah, damn it! Yeah, go check out Keith Robinson's Comedy Central yeah. special. Yeah, just uh, became available on iTunes. Just became available and, uh, on iTunes. Amazon. Yeah. Um, Tasha Smith is doing her thing. She's, she, you know, an actress. A bunch of Tyler Perry movies. Yeah. Tyler Perry, and she's on Empire. Empire. Uh, oh, she is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's on. Empire. I'm sorry if I. Well, nah, it didn't really. Nah, give that's anything all good. Away. And uh, figures she, sooner or later she had to be on Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was kind of yeah. given, and uh, and obviously uh, this guy, Mr. Chappelle, he's he's a. Uh, He's had some success. Uh, this kid has a bright future. <laughs> uh, so at what point, because you, you're, I also respect you. Like Ian's, and a lot of people don't know, like, and I I probably, I, you've heard me say this a lot um, mm-hmm. on this episode, but I've, no, I've, not really. I've told. Well, Even though I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, uh, I've said on my episode before, one of the only people, you probably, aside from, my mother and my wife mm-hmm. were the only person that knew about the whole SNL thing when it oh, was yeah, happening. Yeah, you yeah. would, because you would, Ian was was our first friend, mm-hmm. at least my first friend in comedy, that made the move out to LA. Right, from New York. From New York. And I remember Chappelle said years ago, because everybody used to always, yeah, man, I'm thinking about moving to LA. And I remember Dave, I'll never forget, he was like, man, go to LA when they call for you, you know. <laughs> And and, uh, and what he was saying was go out there when don't just job. rush out there. Go out there when you have a job. Go out there mm-hmm. when someone's willing to foot the bill to fly you out there. Mm-hmm. And the first time I think I went out there, I stunk. I was awful. Like they <laughs> they flew me. The one of the first times I, I I'm at this point I'm confused. I'm not sure if my first time was to fly out to do premium blend when they shot it at UCLA, mm-hmm. or if my first time was when they uh they, they were doing this sketch show. For UPN and they flew me out. Um, uh, uh, what's what's uh, Al Al Heyman Productions? Uh, he was producing this show and I and I was awful. Mm-hmm. I remember it was me and like DC Benny audition, and it was it was bad. But that but 
it was good that happened because I knew I was so bad that I said, I don't want that to happen again. Right, right. And so I took classes after that with Second City so that when uh, Mad TV auditions came, I was ready. And then mm -hmm. that led to um, me being ready for for the SNL situation. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I always remember, and I was always grateful for you because uh, I remember you you were like, man, that's how you're supposed to go to uh, Montreal. Mm -hmm. You got heat, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and what made you... Uh, move out here. You know, you at that. I got a writing job. Remember? You, okay, w was it Vibe? No, uh, it was it was the other one. It was a uh, Keenan's uh, talk Keenan, show. Oh, Keenan, yeah. the Keenan Ivory Wayans uh, talk show. Right, right. Yeah, okay, I, I think I was tearing up New York. I was right. killing it. You know, I just won the Canadian Miss Comedy Contest. I do, oh, I do remember Kill, that joint. Killing niggas. That's back know? when every there was <laughs> always a beer sponsored comedy contest. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did my Donnell Rawlins and I met at the Coors Extra Gold <laughs> contest where they had like a singing slot. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a group slot, a mm -hmm. comedian slot, and mm -hmm. other, you know. Yeah, I, I met a few comics at the Bud Light the Bud comedy. Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what it was about liquor. You know what? I guess it makes sense because they serve beer at comedy clubs, yeah. so they they were sponsors. And uh, okay, so I do remember the Canadian Miss joints. And so. then I, and then I did Def Jam for like the. I, I just had a hot set, right. you know, like that I was using around town, right? And then. Uh, What's his name? He's, he used to be one of the managers under Barry Katz, but he has his own agency now, and he manages J.B. Smooth. But he was... Oh, Dorfman. Rick, yeah. yeah Rick yeah. was managing uh, the Gotham at the time. Right, said, right, right. That's said, what I remember. Uh, Keenan and them were looking for new writers for the talk show. Right. And so that they, they they were looking at comics. Okay. And Shauna Gar was was the lady and she came down to look at a bunch of comics and that Godfrey was one of them me mm -hmm. and I just ripped it right it was the same set that I used on Def Jam right, right. and uh, and I was just killing around town with it and shit and it's funny cuz that you 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 hit a good point your 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 act is your currency yeah. you know your act is is what's going to uh, it's gonna get you in the door. Get you in the door. Yeah, you, know? you could take it from there right 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 so they hire so boom you get hired um you get the call from you you're with Barry at the time uh, who was I with? I think I was solo. I solo, was solo so at the time. Solo. But Rick, you know, you you just know people, and Rick was running the club. He right. wasn't a manager of talent yet, or maybe he was. Right. And then uh, you know, so he, he, you know, you do all these free shows for people or for nothing. It's a showcase town, so right. then you get an opportunity. And right. I did good. Then they asked me if I had any writing samples. I sent those in. And did you have them or did you suddenly say, here, let me write something? No, I had some. You know why I had some? Because years later, years earlier, mm -hmm. uh, I was hanging out. One of the nights we was hanging out. Uh -huh. Me, Arnold Acevedo, and a bunch of comics. Arnold Acevedo, yeah. wow. You just took me back. Yep. I remember he, he used to have that joke about porno, porno music. Yeah. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, Arnold was funny, man. Yeah, he was. And uh, one night, we just talking and and he said, uh, I got 325 sketches. I'm like, what? Why do you have 325 <laughs> right. sketches? Right. And the, the more he's talking, the more uh, afraid I'm getting. He's like, yeah, just so one day if I end up writing on SNL, every week I don't have to come up with a new sketch. Oh, I, I have a stack. <laughs> that's funny. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't have no sketches. This nigga got 300. I like, what the fuck? I started panicking for a quick second. Right. I said, Ian, calm down. Every day. 
you come up with an idea and you say you're going to write it down you never write it down mm. and that could be a sketch so just from now on write the ideas down right so what i started doing from then on was either right now as soon as something hit me i would trust myself to remember it right you i'd just, start writing it down and so you walk around with a pad a pen and a pad or i don't even remember whatever. how it worked right but i'd go home write it down and i'd have some of them complete and some of them incomplete but i mm -hmm. knew i would know how to finish it okay so then when i got that audition years later and then they wanted to know if i had any sketches mm -hmm. it took me half an hour to put a sketch package together oh wow and mental. i just went home so i know what i'm gonna do i got this 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 uh -huh. and i gotta finish these three and oh I that's finished funny. them that's and funny. i just sent it off so then wow. boom, i had the job so the preparation uh what, what what's that saying uh, uh success is when preparation and opportunity uh me. you know me so yeah. yeah that's that's why that's crazy that's not it's actually it's not crazy or when makes, you have a bigger agent than somebody else right <laughs> which, which i didn't have at the time so it's, it's right. when success and is when opportunity and preparation meet and you don't get trumped by somebody with a Someone bigger with a bigger representation, representation. Yeah. right right so boom so so now that which which is you know, it's it's funny because I until you just uh, reminded me, I totally forgotten that that was what got you out here. And I remember when you got it, everyone, people always had. I think, mm -hmm. uh, I think on a on a on the um on a biological level, people for the most part are happy when a good cat mm -hmm. gets opportunities. I remember people actually being genuinely mm -hmm. happy. Yo, that's dope. He ain't got it, you know, and because because you're like, yo, that's one of us, right, right, right. You know, one of us from the circuit. That's that's he's he's going off, <laughs> <laughs> off to to the land of Oz, you right. know. And uh, so so you come out here. Uh, can yeah, the I, show got canceled. Yeah, then. show gets canceled. That's what I'm leading <laughs> to. I'm like, because I remember, I, re I remember the beginning of the, of the show. <laughs> Keenan would come out and he's punching at the camera. It was like, mm, mm, pointing and. Uh, and at the time, I think uh, Chris Spencer, they have they have vibe. Yeah, he was like they, vibe. what happened for the y'all that don't know, Arsenio Hall show had gotten canceled a couple years prior. So there was, uh, no, there he was, quit. He said he quit, or he quit, whichever. Yeah. Um, so his show's off the air, mm -hmm. and now there's, but there's a there's a gaping hole in late night because. Arsenio introduced the world to to urban to hip hop culture and all these artists that otherwise weren't getting burned on late night television, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and, and it's it's funny how things work because then suddenly someone was like, uh, uh, Quincy Jones Company, they're like, here we need to we need to uh, you know create this thing called Vibe, and uh, they had Chris Spencer was a host on that until Sinbad took over, and then they were like, oh, we got to give Keenan Ivory Wayans, he gets this show. Uh, that's syndicated and, and late night. So now they're competing. Do you think, in retrospect, do you think, uh, I mean, it's speculation is really unnecessary, but just out of curiosity, being a fan that watched both shows and had friends writing on uh, both shows, do you think that one kind of canceled the other out? Or do you think his show was going to get canceled? Keenan's? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the, with the magic? I thought they thought magic would be was bigger and better. Okay. Like and and so they because he smiled a lot. No, they had no <laughs> they had no intention of having two. And sometimes networks would do that. Right. Right. So then they they brought Magic on, but I think Keenan's was better. Mm -hmm. Like Magic's not a host. Right. 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 You know he's he he probably hosted the people who gave him the show and gave him good conversation in a right. room. Right. But he wasn't like a, 
like tell jokes. So was and, Magic Show on when when Keenan's was on? I remember. Uh, I remember Vibe was on. I remember seeing. No, I think no. I think they canceled Keenan first because okay. they knew Magic. They were going to do Magic. Ah, I see what you're saying. So they canceled Keenan and then Magic got a show. No, but Magic same... Show was definitely coming. You knew it was coming. Oh, okay. Like okay. It's, it's it's like it's like when they're like, you know, and Keenan has like a tumultuous relationship with Fox. Right. Right. So. Maybe that played a part in it. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I, 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 from what I remember, is a, a new magic show was gonna. I'm like, why do they have? Why would they have another show? And right, on, on, coming down the pipe. Coming down the pipe, right? And, and then, you know, they just knocked our shit out the pipe. Oh, that's interesting. Because, yeah. because I'm as a and matter of fact, and maybe the ratings weren't that good. I can't even remember. I was just writing on the show. I know what writing ratings were. I just, I just had a job. Uh, uh, I remember. Um, I still have that on tape. I, I had this uh, tape where I, when when everybody started getting opportunities and getting like burned on different shows. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Patrice did uh, the Malcolm the, uh, the million million pound march and Malcolm <laughs> XXL. I, on I just Keenan show. Yeah, on Keenan's show. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's a, that's another thing. Like that show. Like like I tell people now, shit leads to shit. Uh huh. Because uh, from. Like I ran into Patrice at that show, uh huh. Because you know he was taping, so I'm a, a writer on the show, and I, so so that reconnected us. Okay, okay. And also, when Chappelle was doing Half Baked, he came on the show to promote promote shape. I do. I remember that episode and too. And that's yeah. where Barry, I ran into Barry again because he was managing Chappelle. Oh, that's funny. And then when Barry saw that I was writing on that show, he got me a guest writing job. For a few weeks on SNL after the show was canceled, so SNL right. was like my second oh, writing job. Okay, yeah. which is funny that because you he needed somebody to write for, write for Tracy. Tracy, which is which is yeah. which is a funny tr- perfect transition mm-hmm. because because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to get to that. Like mm-hmm. I um, once again, uh, and this this is funny how everyone we're all sort of intertwined because. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got on SNL, mm-hmm. you were the one dude. I always, I always look at it like this. I'm like, you look out for your friends, but you also look out for your friends that are going to uh, not only be able to execute, mm-hmm. but that are going to let them. They're going to entrust that someone else has already entrusted you with this with this gig. Mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with one of our friends uh, recently. You know that that. Felt like I might not have been looking out for them as much as mm-hmm. I I uh, wanted to, uh, or as much as I should have. And I always, because uh, when I had the oh, the please, please say the name. Nah, I'm not. I'll tell you <laughs> off off it. Right. But you know, I had a, a a TV show I was working on, and I I got got them to hire uh, another friend who has a writing background, and mm-hmm. then he had to go work on something else so i brought in another friend because i'm all about the imdb i can say mm-hmm. i can go to a producer and say hey man i have a friend but they need evidence mm-hmm. more than just me saying no they they nice mm-hmm. you know um so uh i called you a because you were one of the, one of uh one of the people that helped me get through the the uh the the challenging uh, situation of trying to figure out: Do I go with Mad TV? Go with SNL? You were like uh-huh. the one friend I could talk to. That mm-hmm. I and one of the reasons I knew I could talk to you about it was because I knew you would not pressure me every day. Like, yo, so what's going on? <laughs> yo, did you like I? As much as I wanted to tell Todd, like Todd Lynn is uh-huh. one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. 
I knew every day Ty was going to have questions. <laughs> I said, you know what, Ian... Ian is 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 uh, just about about the business and, and the facts, and he'll encourage me, but he's not gonna keep asking me about it. He'll let me tell him, you mm-hmm. know. And so once I got on SNL, and I didn't realize this, once mm-hmm. I get on SNL, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you then confided in me. You told me this story about writing on SNL for those two weeks, mm-hmm. and and how. It didn't work out because, or part of the reason was, Tracy didn't execute your your particular sketches right. to his bestest ability. You right. know, now he just didn't prepare. He didn't prepare. I should for say the table okay. read. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. And for and for those that don't know, table read wise, here's what happens on on, on Wednesday, uh, er, late morning, early afternoon, you show up to the uh, to the office of SNL and you get a list of the sketches, um, and they're probably going to be. At least forty, sometimes uh, upwards of fifty plus sketches. Um, in each sketch, it says the name of the and and, and you ha- so you'll have like a packet, and each packet will um, or each page of the packet will list probably say five or six sketches on it. On the sketch list, it says the title of the sketch, the writers of the sketch, and then uh, which cast members are in the sketch. So. You go through this packet and you circle your name. Okay, I'm in. I'm in sketch. You're always happy when you see your your name on the first couple of pages because you're like, okay, these are the sketches that uh, uh, the producers think are gonna have the best opportunity of getting in the show. So boom, okay, I'm in sketch number three. All right, I'm in, at least I'm in sketch number three. Uh, and then you turn the page. Okay, I'm in number number nine. Uh, and then you turn the page, and then you might not have any, your name's not there until sketch number 20. So that means between sketch number nine and sketch number 22, you now have to sit through, (laughs) excuse me, through uh, uh, 13 sketches quietly, (laughs) which is is frustrating. But if you were in a sketch that killed at the table read, you're like, you know what, I'm good because I know this sketch is definitely at least going getting picked to go to the dress rehearsal right. and chances are it's going to to uh, the live show. So that and that's this is the mentality that you're dealing with. So uh, uh, sketch wise, where are your sketch? Oh, I'm sorry to continue with my original thought. So once you find out what sketches you're in, you then have my, to. My, yeah, my sketches made it to the table read. Now, right. In fairness. I'm just thinking about, like, I don't know if they were the greatest sketches. They weren't bad, but right. they weren't the greatest. So right. so, so maybe maybe Tracy didn't like them, or maybe Tracy back then didn't prepare. I don't know when right. he was on the show later on if he prepared. Right. Because, and, 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 cause, cause did he, because he just didn't do a good job at the table. He read them as if it was the first time he's reading them. And if you know you're going to be at the SNL table read with Will Ferrell, right. who actually sometimes does a better job at the table than the actual sketch comes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Sherry O'Terry was there. Like, those people, they... Jay it, Moore. It, yeah, right. it was, like, when you see the table read, the table read is a better version of uh, the actual show that yeah. you see on Saturday yeah. night. Those people come 1,000%. You, you, you got to sell it. They want to sell the sketch so that they could sketch will get on the show. Right. And then Tracy wasn't close to even doing that and that's what i was uh, that's what i was gonna say that but then again you know they they might not have been the greatest sketches but but you gotta put you gotta prepare like like when you when you see your name on on, when you go through the packet and you see your name on the sketches automatically i know 
I would then go into uh go into my office, mm-hmm. get copies of the sketches, and I would I would run through them because oftentimes someone say uh say uh, you know um uh whoever wrote the sketch like I remember uh Maya Maya Rudolph and Anna Anna are like yeah Dean can you do um you know Sway from MTV mm-hmm. I was like yeah they're like can you do him and in my in my mind I'm like. Uh, yeah, I know he's he's sort of he's like kind of in this this range. They're like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So now, boom, the when when they they wrote it and I see, De- uh, uh, what was the name of uh, Gemini's Twins was the name of the sketch. So I see Gemini's Twins, Dean's in it, and I'm reading. Oh, I'm playing Sway. So now I'm running through it, reading it mm-hmm. in my office before the table read because I want to make sure. They, I, I've taken. They've entrusted me with this part of of this this uh, grand tapestry mm-hmm. of a sketch. I want to make sure I'm not the one that drops the ball, right? right? So it doesn't go well. Um, this you're there two weeks. Um, d- d- am I correct in, in if I'm remembering this correctly? He had to apologize. Did did, uh, did Steve like Higgins the, make like yes, tell him he should apologize? Steve Higgins told him that you should have told him he should have prepared for that table read. Okay, and then Tracy had to apologize to me. But but yo, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. I, mean, I didn't know, mean it. But, <laughs> so that so that would that that was fine. Right. And then you know they they brought me back for like to consider me like as a as a as a regular writer, uh-huh. like. Few months later, like they they were they they were looking for like a new writer. Okay, and I and I botched the interview. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. How how did you? Because I I, did, I didn't know how to interview then. Oh okay. You know. Okay. And I and I interviewed with uh, Tina Fey. Right. She's I, head I, writer at the time. She's head writer at the time. And I I even asked her. So how much does this pay? <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad. Oh, that's God. how that's how bad of no. a. I have an interviewer. Oh man! Yeah. But, uh, so what's this pay? I mean, how much I'm gonna get paid for this? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm like, what type of money y'all talking? Yeah. What, what do we talk? Cause I got to move back to New York. Uh, you know, I got an apartment in LA. Yeah. So you know, I, 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 and I'm, and I'm pretty much silent in in meetings too. It's like, cause to me, it's like everything's on the paper. What do we need to talk about? Right. But you but, but you're not realizing an interview is pretty much they just they gotta feel you out. They want to know if they can communicate and work with me. Right. And I, I, I know I can work with you. Right, right. I know I want to work here. Like, right. Why would I just show up for this interview if I didn't want to be here? Like, I'm not right. the type of person to just go somewhere, just to go somewhere. So, it, so, so those things I don't say because I figure you'll know. Like, why the fuck would I be here? It's, it's SNL. Why wouldn't I want to be here? Why do I have to tell you, yeah, I want this job? So this, this All is... I need, the only thing I don't know is how much this shit pay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in essence, your your interview is 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 a lesson it's in the si- politics of the, yeah. the industry. It's a lesson in the politics. My interview was silence, and then <laughs> Tina I, talking, waiting I, for responses, and then me going. <laughs> Yeah. Before I walk out the door, how much this pay? Oh, oh I like that. Because <laughs> I can picture, I can picture the the, the it's almost like a, an episode, uh, any Ricky Gervais uh, pr- project where like the the funny is in the the the, the silent moments. Awkwardness. Yeah, in the awkward oh, which, silence, which, which which I'm completely comfortable with. Right, like, right. But I'm, she probably because is. to me to me it's like like you know how they say in relationships, men women, it feels like a woman. Wants a man to guess what's going on, right, 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 with them. To me, I'm like that. Where I figure you already know, right? If you're gonna give him some ass or not, right? Well, you already know if I want this job, right, or not. So why do I have to say anything? Right. Let's just get to the. It's just. 
Let's just, just do this. I'm here. Dude, I showed up. I I'm, took a shower. <laughs> I smell good. My sneakers match my shirt. You think I would do that if I didn't want to be here? I'm just, I'm, because I'm picturing, because I know Tina, and so I'm picturing, hey, you know, so we really, we, I liked your submissions, and, and uh, you know, we had you here a couple, couple months ago, and everyone liked I had a shot to you. talk to Tina Fey one-on-one. Didn't say nothing. Right, and, and, and mm -hmm. he's like, um, so, so, um... Uh, are you are you, are you thinking about uh, moving back to New York? And Ian's like, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's it's like it, like even when I did meetings in L.A. before I moved to L.A., uh -huh. like you'd be at ABC and they'd be like, so you ever think you'd move to L.A.? Like that's the dumbest question to me. <laughs> but it is. You, you're, you're gonna give you're right. me a shot oh, to be goodness. on a show, <sighs> and I'm gonna be like, hmm, I'm torn about this New York L.A. thing. I'm I'm in my twenties, and. Uh, I don't know I would, if I want to make these millions. Oh, so man. To me, like, when people would ask me those questions, it would, because you're supposed to be an adult who's in charge of a lot of shit, it would infuriate me inside. <laughs> like, like I can't believe you just asked me some dumb shit like that. <laughs> and then I'm supposed to answer with enthusiasm? Like, how do you not know this question? Do you, do you have any more? Oh, shoot. Like, and, and, how much do this pay? <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh man! Uh, so, if y'all learn nothing else, the protocol for this episode is when you get an opportunity to do, don't ask how much money you get paid. Let yeah, your research, let your rep research the person, right? And just have some life stories that right. are some stock life stories that right. always always work yeah, and always entertain kill. people. Entertain You're just them. there to entertain them to let them know. Oh, this is a fun person. That's all. That, that, I could work pe with this People person. want to know that they can work with you, that they yeah. can be in the trenches. That's all with the you. meeting's about. That's all it's about. Yeah. Um, so, uh, dude, that's <laughs> funny. How much How much does this pay? I remember I remember. I probably gave Barry Katz one of the worst meetings of his life when he when he uh, decided to manage me the first time. Oh, why? Because I just went and, listen, he managed Dave Chappelle. Right. Dave Chappelle was doing good. He was on TV. Right. Then I come to his club. I do a set. Right, I get a standing O. He says, "Let's meet." I go to his office and I just sit there, and he's—I'm not talking, and Barry's sitting across from me, and in my mind, I'm like, "This dude knows I just want him to do for me uh, what he did for Dave." So why do I have to say anything? Just do the same magic. Just do the magic, dude. Do what you do. Do, do the thing. Do How much whatever, I'm gonna make? Whatever, whatever, whatever you're making for Dave. How much make does for this me. pay? <laughs> make for me. I didn't say shit. Because uh, I was there. Right, right. He saw me perform. I was there. And and why else would I be here? Right, right, right. I, I took the, I was still living in Long Island at the time. I took the train in. It's 10 a.m. Yeah, I, I made I, it I on time. I got on the LIRR for yeah. you. Go to Long Island River. It's on time. I want to be here. Nice office. It's in the middle of Manhattan. Middle Manhattan. Mad floors up. Perfect. Let's do this. Right, right. I didn't say shit to him. He just sat there crying. <laughs> you know, buddy, so uh, you know, you have a talent that, that jumps off the stage and, and... Like, I'm I'm a I'm a straightforward person. Like, yeah, this is yeah, cool. Right. right. I'm here, let's do this. There's no question. Right. Your resume to me is Dave. So I'm in. I, I don't wanna what you don't want to lollygag. You don't want to talk. Let's just do it. Yeah, Let's I've been do this. waiting for this moment. Right. <laughs> Let's do this. Right. I've been waiting for this moment not to talk to you. This is this Let's is like this. this is like the the NCAA <laughs> with one shining moment, just, and you just sit there. Yeah, just put put me on the field, on stage. Put me in front of some people. 
So where in that's it's fascinating. So at what point do you realize that too late? <laughs> you don't get the We're, gig with SNL. You don't get the staff writing gig. But but I got other jobs. Well, yeah, of course, of yeah. course. At what what point? Just generally speaking, you don't have to any specific moment. But at what point do you say, oh, you know what? I kind of gotta. Do this dance like gradually, gradually, gradually over time. Oh, you're taking enough meetings, and you're like, but oh. you know, you're getting. I'm getting more comfortable with myself, because probably I still haven't even been in the United States ten years. Oh, really? Okay, okay. You know? Okay, okay. That's that's now maybe now maybe it was ten years, but it's like if I ever had an excuse, mm-hmm. it's still it was probably ten years. And uh, you know, there's still parts of me that doesn't connect mm-hmm. with everything, and I and I was trying to learn those things, and I didn't get a chance to learn what you say in a meeting. Right. Okay. You know. That's 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 fair. You know. So um, so like, like you know. But well, no, I was gonna say. So I actually, I I I made I made I made my best effort, but I also made a a a. a, a drastic error in uh in sharing information so after my first season on snl ian i used to call in mm-hmm. every uh every tuesday night monday night tuesday night when we write sketches mm-hmm. and i would call ian and bounce ideas off of him and and he would like he would say oh well maybe you should do this and then i just execute and so after doing that for a year uh, we came out to the uh, TCAs, the Televent Critic Associations, uh, um, where where each show that's on TV just comes and fields questions and says, "We have a show that's going to be on next year." Um, questions, you know. So uh, I just approached one of the um, the producers. Mm-hmm. I w- I've always been good about figuring out how to do something or ask something mm-hmm. without offending people, right? Mm-hmm. So. I uh I go to shoemaker and I'm like, hey Mike man, yeah uh, you you um yeah what you think we could hire a black writer on the show? Cause at, while I'm on there my first season, uh-huh. there are no black writers, <laughs> right? And and as much as I've like I got at after my first season, I had one update piece that I wrote with Tina Fey, right? Um and then I had one sketch that I wrote. That made it to the dress show, mm-hmm. made it to the air show, but got cut for time. Right, right? Um, and I wanted to get things. I wanted to. I wanted to show that I was right, that I could write, that mm-hmm. I had some funny ideas. But I, I also uh, writing. There's a certain structure and there's a format that I still had not learned. So mm-hmm. I wanted to bring someone in. So uh, uh, one of the producers, Mike Shoemaker, I, I'd say this to him. He's like, um, "Really? You you want you a black writer?" I said, "Yeah, just." And so I include Tracy, and I said, "Yeah, someone that you know could maybe help myself and Tracy mm-hmm. formulate our ideas." So he's like, "You have anybody in mind?" I said, "Well, um, I'm I, I stay with my buddy Ian Edwards." He was like, "You know, Ian?" He's like, "Yeah." Um, he's like, "Well, yeah, he wrote on the show." I said, "I said you guys maybe think about sitting down with him." He's so he. Long story short, uh, y'all start communicating. You send them the packet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pro- it's progressing. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. I'm gonna have Ian there with me to help me maneuver. Also, just to have a friend, right? Like, have another ally in the trenches mm-hmm. that's gonna be helping. That's gonna be fighting for the, for himself to get whatever sketches he writes on, but mm-hmm. also can also assist me. Because you can't survive there you as can't an su- performer without a writer, right? And vice versa, right? Right. But like, like. 
the it's a team you score for each other. Like the the writers are the the offensive linemen, right? And then the the the, the actor is the the quarterback. And if he if you protect him, then he'll throw the touchdown, right? And then you guys will get another game next week, right? Right. Yeah. And and you you have more wins. You got got got, yeah. got more wins on the board in the, in the record book. So I'm like. At, you know, this, this is a process that's going on over the course of maybe a month and a half, two months. So beginning beginning of uh, the season, prior to like our first episode, we're in the hallways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how this hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the hallways. And I just, I'm, ex- I'm always excited. My my One of my biggest problems, I guess now, looking back on mm-hmm. SNL, was I was very naive. Uh-huh. I was I was just excited. I was happy right. to yeah. be there. Yeah. I was happy yeah. to have Supposed a job. So it's not, it, it, I don't look at it as, as a detriment, but... Now I learn, okay, everybody's not necessarily rooting for you. Mm-hmm. And especially in that environment, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. And people might think you're trying to usurp their position mm-hmm. because the, the show also exists on uh, uh, feeding off of people's insecurities. Mm-hmm. So I go to Tracy, uh, like, after Shoemaker's bigging up, saying, yeah, I like I like Ian's stuff. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, like, in passing to Tracy. I'm like, yo. I said, uh, I think I think we might have have uh, get a black writer on the show. Mm-hmm. What you mean we get a black writer? Mm-hmm. I said, and, and and I'm like, oh well, you know what? I uh, I spoke to Shoemaker and I told him the story, and then mm-hmm. I said, yeah, and uh, so he's he's been meeting with uh, Ian, and I think Ian might get a job. Ian was getting a job where? <laughs> I'm like, Ian uh, getting Ian a writing job here. So in retrospect, I'm not realizing. Tracy might be looking at it like I'm trying to usurp his position as the alpha Negro on the show, which I'm not. I'm honestly just trying to get airtime. And and also, I'm thinking, okay, I wrote some stuff for me. I always would write things saying, you know what, I want to... Tracy's my... I knew Tracy before he had SNL, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm like, all right, if we could get some stuff on there. He's... Because... And partially, he's like somebody I'm looking up to because he got here first Mm -hmm. from our circuit. So I'm like, man, if I could get... Get get me to sign with Tracy. It's just once again, it's allying myself. Mm-hmm. It's also showing that two black cats can be on. So like I had some old like semi revolutionary. If I can get two brothers or or you know in a sketch, that's a win. Um, because you really didn't see it that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I guess, took it as. And then he's also saying, "Well, Ian came and wrote for me before, and it didn't work out. Why? Why are you bringing him back?" Right. But I'm not. I'm not even thinking of it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, fast forward, we we have our first episode uh, with Matt Damon, and I remember uh, Corwin uh, Corwin Moore, um, who was from Uptown Comedy Club. Corwin comes to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hanging out backstage, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yo, Corwin, what's up? I ain't seen him in years. Mm-hmm. So that Monday. Shoemaker sees me in the hallway. He's like, "Yeah, um, yeah." Uh, there was a guy at the uh, rap party um, with Tracy. Uh, you know him. He's a, he's a comic named Corwin. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, Corwin Moore." Now here's the thing. I don't know where he's going with this, mm-hmm. but I'm you ain't gonna catch me pissing on another comic. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I understand. He's a comic. I ain't seen Corwin on stage in years. He, he was funny though as a comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I but at this point, you know who's out on the circuit." Cause you're out on the circuit. Right. I hadn't seen him, but I was like, "All right." He was like, "Yeah, is he funny?" So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Corwin's mm-hmm. funny." He's like, "Yeah, uh, he submit." So it's funny. He's like, "Yeah, he uh, he submitted a writing submission." Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, I, um, I, I liked it a little more than Ian's. Hold up. And at that point in my mind, I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't like. And at that point, I realized, oh, Tracy wound up bringing Corwin in because Tracy wanted to bring in who he wanted. And Tracy was the was a senior cast member, so he's good. So that's so I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> My my life worked out fine. It worked out fine, but yeah. but mine didn't because no, <laughs> in that situation. Yeah, no, but no. um, no, and, and since then, you 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 are one of the few comics I know that also transitions well. You 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 do both. You're stand up. You mm-hmm. do on camera, but you also always get those writing gigs, right? Right. And would you attribute that to? Your resume of just, or you're constantly creating, or it's a it's a, a multitude of you're always creating, you're always writing for yourself. Your your act is always getting better. You always, uh, I always see you tweaking. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing knowing your jokes, knowing your material, but you always are like, here, let me tighten this. Right. Um, you have like greatest hits, uh, bits that I love. You know, right. from uh, Chin Wa, Chin Lee, Chin Yu. Uh-huh. You know. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, y'all could go and cop. Uh, what's the, the name of your album? Hundred percent half ass. Hundred percent half ass, and explain the title where where you came up with that title. <laughs> uh, you heard me describe my meeting right. style. So <laughs> that's, been, that's, that's also been the way I've conducted. <laughs> How much does this pay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so yeah. you you would say like your 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 career. It's hundred percent. Half as I was thinking about it, it's almost like a wake up call. Like okay, like sometimes, even when you're putting for me, like like when you talk about Tracy, I think of one of the luckiest, talented people in show right, business. Right, right. Because you can be talented, and still need a lot of luck. Right, right. You know, so even in a scenario on the show when he didn't read the sketches, mm-hmm. you know, he still survived that. Right. You know, and and it's tough. Like I see people on he survived SNL. A, a car, a tr- a Walmart well, yeah, truck. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll get, like he's right. a, he's a survivor. He's you know? Tupac of comedy. And uh, when Tracy first started doing stand up, he he immediately got on the Uptown Comedy Club show. Right, right. You know, like to, to be doing comedy like a year, maybe two, and right. get on a TV show, and then that got canceled, and then end up on Martin, SNL. Martin before then Martin, that. Martin, Martin, right. and Def Jam, and then you know he just had a, like a lucky, talented. Career right. like nothing don't stop him. You right, know? right. So, but so so for me, I think I just have to. Even though some people might feel like I work hard, I know I could probably still work hard. harder, work harder so, than you do than I do because right. I need to because I'm not gonna have the the luck of Tracy. Right. But Tracy's also super talented though. So, right. but as a, I, I'm just not gonna have. No, you're luck. super talented. You don't think you're super talented? Uh, maybe I need to believe that more. Okay. Maybe I need to believe that more. But uh, but uh, I just know, luck wise, like like if I work hard, mm. shit will happen. So okay. I just feel like I just need to, to uh, like so 100 percent half ass is like a wake up call. Like all right, I can. Well, here's the thing. I know I can put it into another gear. So mm. why not put it into another gear? Okay. Okay. You know, 100 percent half ass is like. This is what I did at this level, and now I'm deciding I'm going to step it up. Okay, okay. Because I, I can't fair. step it up. Yeah. That's fair. And and you've written on, I mean, you know, for those that don't know, his his resume, Ian's written on shows from uh, the Boondocks to the, the In Living Color reboot. 
um, most most recently, and I we got to talk about that because I think it's an amazing. It's an it's an amazing. Actually, this goes with you saying one hundred percent half ass. The fact that uh, he Ian just he he wrote for two broke girls. Um, just to give a quick uh, rundown of how he got the gig, was it Morgan Murphy? Oh, for two broke girls. For two broke girls, Ian has a joke where he's talking about um, talking about uh, t- two people from two different races. No matter how ugly they are, they have like the best looking baby. I'm not going right. to ruin the joke, but Morgan Murphy's walking around the offices of two broke girls. She writes on the show. She's saying this joke has people dying. Mm-hmm. She says it in front of uh, what's his Mike Michael Patrick King is his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's the showrunner and creator co creator with Whitney of uh, two broke girls. Right. Uh, he hears the joke. He's like, "Oh, that's a funny joke. Did you write that?" She's like, "Nah, actually, um, a buddy of mine, Ian Edwards, wrote that." He he's like, "Oh, I want to meet. I want to meet Ian." Meets Ian. Ian knows not to say how much does this pay. <laughs> I actually said in that meeting, uh, "This is a good meeting. Let's end it before it goes before it goes bad." <laughs> but now you're comfortable in your skin to where you can say that, I was like, and were, it's funny. Yeah, we were talking, we was laughing, right. and I was like, and it got past the part of that the, awkward. Of, where is no, it? well, it got past the moment of. Sometimes you start a meeting uncomfortable, uh-huh. and then it gets comfortable. Uh-huh. I started it comfortable, uh-huh. and it, I ran out of shit to say, and it was about to get uncomfortable. So I was like, all right, this is good right here. <laughs> which is here which some people might see as arrogant. Offered. Like if I'm a showrunner, I'm like, mother, let let me end the meeting. Don't tell me. But I made that as a joke. To right, them. but that's what they I'm laughed saying. And they took the suggestion. That's what I'm and saying. You then, then for a moment I thought uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But then I got. The but call. you got you and you, yeah. you. You're now at least you were at that point. You're comfortable enough in your skin that you know you can say that. And even though you mean it. There's a charm to it, yeah, yeah, so it's not off. Immediately, you know how to say, yeah. right? You know, back experience. back uh, when you did when you just staring at Tina Fey. No, how but much I, does it I pay? meant that. I, I didn't even mean it as a joke. I meant that. No, I believe it. Like she was she was asking me questions, and I was giving a yes or no answer, and right. that was my ace in the whole question. Right. You're, you're, how, well, much, how much does it pay? How much your ace? Pay? Yeah, that's it. I was like, I said, I guess I gotta ask her a question. It seemed, and I, I don't think I'm coming across as interested in this interview process right. as she would hope me to be. Right, right. So, hey, how much does this pay? Mm-hmm. So uh, so he winds up on Two Broke Girls. Um, he's a staff, staff writer? Uh, he's a writer. Oh, okay, writer. On Two Broke Girls. Um, you were there for how long? For a season. For one season. And then, amazing. He, he, now, I, I call in one day. We're talking, and, yeah, I'm always excited about my boy's work. So I'm like, yeah, so what's going on? Did uh, Two Broke Girls start back he's like oh i quit <laughs> like wait what I, I did i i guess i quit but i just switched shows right right because i saw the pilot for blackish mm-hmm. you know kenya called me in for a meeting okay and i saw the pilot i said you know you, you know you, you want to when you see the chance for like a good black show right i was like this show could work mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right so even though it hadn't come on yet and it was and it's risky to be on a brand new show because they can cancel them after a few right. weeks. Especially when you're on girls. a hit show. Right. <coughs> with two broke girls. But I just had a good, you know, I go with my gut. You okay, know? you felt, so you Sometimes, did, you had a gut feeling. Yeah, so I just went with that. So then it's easy. This will probably work. Okay, okay. Like if they, if they do the other episodes like they did this pilot, like mm-hmm. they, 
I, I thought it was a complete pilot, so mm-hmm. I was like, let me let me switch. So, but you, but just just so the uh, the fam, the listeners are clear, you quit two broke girls, and you didn't have another gig lined up guaranteed. No, no, I I had the choice of going back there, or going to Blackish. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought show, okay, a sh- but you know I'm. I, there's a there's a there's a job. chance there's a job, but it's a there's new a, job that might, might get canceled. Might, might, might last six episodes, right? Or right. less, or less, right? And then there's a and I have a job that could last the next few years. So now, so he goes with Blackish, right? I want y'all to see what it's going. So you go with Blackish, and it's a success. It's a it's a hit. It's not just a success. This show is like mm-hmm. that. Like now. Um, we're in the we're in the era we're in the TV season that sees uh, the success um, probably the most colorful success in years because you have Blackish you have Fresh Off the Boat uh, with Asian Americans right. you have Empire which is like a, a pop a cultural phenomenon right. and you have How to Get Away with Murder all shows <coughs> excuse me headlined by people of color that. Uh, uh, black TV is doing really yeah, good. Yeah, black TV and just um, even for, for for the Asians on Fresh Off the Boat. Um, now, uh, ABC specifically has, they have their Asian family sitcom, they have a black family sitcom, they have white family you sitcom, they have Christella Latin there's family There's like sitcom. three chicks at ABC uh-huh. and like their execs, one is black and one is Asian. Wow, okay, okay. And, and then I think they are helping with the diversity and, the, and, and, and they work well with with white people and they they figured out how to get some ethnic right. broadcasting without it. forcing it and and they're fi- and, and finding <coughs> excuse me finding success and, with it only is going to breed more opportunities right. and, and, for, and they're doing it in the right case <coughs> right so, yeah but here's the thing so I called in because uh, I I watch Blackish mm-hmm. um I I actually I wasn't a, a big fan and I and I I even told D I wasn't a big fan of the title and the first episode. The first episode, I saw where they were going, but I was like, similar uh, the Cosby Show. I remember being thirteen when the Cosby Show premiered and mm-hmm. watching the Cosby Show and saying, being having a critical comedic eye, saying, "All right, I hope it's not just his stand up every mm-hmm. episode because he he did a couple of push him out, shove him out, way out, and being right. familiar with Bill Cosby himself, I was like, all right, I hope it's not just his stand up mm-hmm. uh, in in sitcom form. So same thing with Blackish. I remember watching the first episode saying. All right, it's, it's okay, but I wanted to get better, and it has, right. you know. And then like you, you have cats like uh, uh, like Dion Cole, who's a friend who we need to get on the show. Um, he's on the show, and he popped, and Ian's writing on the show, so I'm proud. I'm like, ah, we're winning. And then I, I, I'm like, yeah. So how's Black is going? Y'all on hiatus? And he says, what? So quit. <laughs> he, he quit. <laughs> he quit the show. How many episodes were you were you there for? I quit in January. So okay. I was there the, the, half the season. More than half the more, season. Okay, okay. But, but yeah, it, it's a new year. Uh-huh. And there's some things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh it felt like a time to start doing them. Plus I knew I was, you know, there's some things coming up. I knew I, I knew I had some shows on the that potential shows on the road. Okay. Right, because you work with uh, Joe Rogan Joe as well. Rogan. You go on the road with uh, Rogan a lot. And then uh, I knew I was going to have to, I was in a movie that was going to be at Sundance. Okay. And I was like, this is, I'm, I'm going to need time off. Plus, I want to write a book and I want to write two movies and I want to try to get them all Not done. Not try, you're going to get them done. Yeah, I want to get them done. You're going to get them done. And it's like, I, I felt 
that uh if I felt like like uh it was a nice trap. Okay. You know, like Blackish was a nice trap? Yeah. In what way? Be on that show, be on the show five years. You'll make some money, mm-hmm. but you I'll never be who I wanna be. Okay. Okay. You know? That's and which... and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, but and then I'd wonder if I could have been who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. This way, when I quit, I have a chance to be who I want to be, and I never have to ask myself five years from now if I should have quit. Okay, okay. To be who I want to be. Right, right. Which is which is fair, and and it's funny because when when you and I spoke about, uh, you know, initially when you said that you quit, I'm I automatically was like, but but it's it's a hit. Don't know, don't you know? And, and and I'm thinking the money. I'm I'm thinking the money, but I'm also thinking, uh, as your friend, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want him to res- re- regret leaving a show as as it's really starting to bubble. But then as soon as you explain to me, well, you know what? I moved to L.A. to not just be a stand-up and a successful writer, but I wanted to direct. I had some things that I wanted to. Do. As soon as you, as soon as uh, Ian told me this, I. I had to I had to respect that because I, I you always appreciate when someone you know goes with their Oprah thing with their true self you know and mm-hmm. and says you know what I'm gonna stick stick to my guns mm-hmm. and I'm going to do <clears throat> excuse me what it takes not only to make me happy but to find my success so mm-hmm. um hey man that's a uh, that's the and, and and also you you've had success with Team Coco with Conan O'Brien they became fans and they're the ones that put out your album right, yeah right. so are you still uh you know working with them on, yeah, yeah, on future yeah. projects I should, and... I should try to get back on the show and do some sets okay yeah. okay yo yo well yeah man I appreciate you uh coming through here do you have anything that um that you necessarily wanna wanna plug just you know? a just a soccer comic rant. Okay. And also, you know, follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna I gotta get a new website and and update that and okay. pe- on my shows. But follow me on Twitter at Ian Edwards Comic and I'll give a list of show dates. And this weekend I'm at the La Jolla Comedy Club. Okay, this comedy this, store. Okay. What where are you at next weekend? Because this I don't know yet. Okay. Well y'all check out his website. Y'all make sure you follow Ian, man. If y'all dig, as always, if you dig, uh make sure you you subscribe and check out Follow All Things Comedy at All Things Comedy. Uh, you know, follow me. You know, as always, follow Brother um, All Things Dean Edwards. Just follow me at I am, I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Make sure if you like the episodes, listen to some more episodes. Tell somebody that you know about the episodes, man, and tell somebody you know about All Things Comedy. Tell people you know that are into soccer, just into my man Ian Edwards about the soccer comic rant. And uh, this has been the Father Muckin' Protocol, man. It's all love. We love y'all. Comment on on both uh, uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. And make sure you click that subscribe button so that people know that people are checking it out, man. It's all love. This is your man, Dean Edwards. Two fingers, baby. All love.